Welcome to this week's episode of the Big Book Living Alive podcast, a weekly podcast showcasing the 1993 Big Book Seminar presented by Joe and Charlie in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. I am your host, Brad S., and I am an alcoholic. This week's episode has one of my favorite sayings in it from Charlie. He said, it's not about the length of time you've been in the program. It's about the quality of time you've made the program give you. Yes, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but I really do love that. He's talking in this week about how you become an elder statesman, so to speak, once you've done the steps. You become a elder in the program once you've got some uh, experience under your belt so that you can pass that on. You don't get that by warming a seat. You get that experience, you get that training, you get that desire to do service work by giving, by doing something so totally different than I really thought I was doing before. And let me clarify that. I thought I was giving before, back when I was drinking, but I was taking, taking and not giving back. And it took the program to show me what true, honest, heartfelt, God-inspired, higher power giving looks like. Let's hear more about that spiritual awakening in this week's episode. We spent a lot of time this morning talking about the solution, talking about the insanity, and talks about what happens to us if we don't have the solution. And to kind of illustrate this solution thing, we made a little drawing. Let's look at it before we go any further. <clears throat> this little drawing we've uh, made up here, what is the solution, shows us the uh, two powers we talked about this morning. The left-hand side of the sheet is the fellowship that supports us. The older members, through the sharing of their experience, strength and hope with the new member, of course, gives the new member enough power to be able to stay sober for a period of time. And of course, it's a two-way street. As the older member supports the new member, we've already seen where the new member draws, or the old member draws support from that also. Now, it would be almost impossible today to be in AA for very long and not begin to believe in some kind of power greater than human power. When you hear literally thousands of people saying, it's only by the grace of God, or because of a power greater than I am, or because of God as I understand him. I haven't found necessary to take a drink in X number of days, months, years, etc. You just can't hardly hear that over and over and over and not eventually begin to believe in some kind of power in this fellowship. Now, as we begin to believe that, that usually opens the mind up and makes us willing to begin to investigate. And upon investigation, we find this simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. And as we've been able to see as we practice the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, that revolutionizes our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows, and toward God's universe. And we have a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism. And we've seen that we could call that personality change a spiritual experience, spiritual awakening, psychic change, whatever we want to. Now, after we've had the personality change or the spiritual experience, 
we then become an older member of AA. And then we can go back to the left-hand side of the sheet and we can help support the next new member that comes in. And then help them come to believe and then they in turn can become willing and then they can work the steps and they can recover and they become an older member. Now if you notice we're basing older membership not on how long you've been sober. We're basing older membership on have we had the spiritual experience or have we not. It's almost impossible to help somebody else have a spiritual experience unless we've had it ourselves. It's impossible to help them work the steps unless we've worked them also. So older membership is really based on the quality of sobriety, not the length of sobriety. You know, we see all kinds of people in AA today. Sometimes you see people that's been in here maybe six months. They've got a good sponsor, they've got into the steps, they've worked the program, they've had a vital spiritual experience, and they're entirely different people, and they are a delight to behold. They're always laughing, cutting up, having fun. They're always helping other people, helping AA to the best of their ability, and you just love to be around them. And they haven't been in very long, but they've had that spiritual experience. Then you see some in AA that's been in four, five, six, seven, eight, ten years, They've kind of treated it like a cafeteria. They've taken what they wanted. They've left what they wanted. They're better than they used to be, but you never know what kind of shape they're going to be in the next time you see them. One day they're up, one day they're down, and you never know what you're going to run into. Then you see some that's been around 15, 16, 18, 20 years. Never worked a step, period. Stayed sober on fellowship only. And they're the ones that usually say, my God, if you want what we've got, and you're willing to any court call you. Some of those guys, they feel so damn bad, you know they'd feel better if you bought them a drink. You'd like to help them out, you know. So we're really basing this on whether we've had the spiritual experience or whether we haven't. We also could see through chapter 3 what's going to happen to us now if we don't have that vital spiritual experience. Because of our insanity, if we feel bad long enough, Eventually, we begin to think it about drinking. Next thing you know, we become insane. We believe it's okay to drink, and we'll find some reason or some excuse, and we'll go right back to drinking every time. Now, if you're the kind of alcoholic that I am, and if you'd been raised in the kind of setting that I was raised in as a kid growing up and the church that I went to, if you have really read and studied this book up to this point and you've gone all the way through chapter 3 and you realize that if you don't have a vital spiritual experience you're probably going to go back to drinking then you're going to find yourself in one hell of a shape because I assume that I wouldn't be able to have the vital spiritual experience. You see, I already knew about God a long time before I got to AA and I knew that God was hellfire and brimstone and I knew that you go to hell for lying and cheating and stealing and drinking whiskey and committing adultery. And by the time I got to AA, I'd been doing that for about 26 years. And I knew God had already told St. Peter when that little four-eyed sucker gets up here, sit him downstairs, we'll not need his kind. <laughs> now suddenly I'm faced with, I'm going to have to have a vital spiritual experience, and I'm going to have to find God in my life, and would seem to be almost an impossible thing to do. I remember also as the kid growing up, like Joe was in that church, up until I was about 12 years old, I didn't really have any trouble with the rules that they put before me. 
You know, they told me as a kid growing up what I could do and what I couldn't do. And if I did this and this and this, everything would be okay. And if I did that, 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 and everything was going to be bad and I'd go to hell. And I remember one day when I was about 12 years old, the preacher looked me right in the eye. And he said, to think about doing it is just as bad as doing it. And I said, oh, shit, I've had it now. Because <laughs> I had been thinking about doing it for about a year. A lot. In fact, I'd, I'd been thinking about doing it long enough I was starting to get brain damage from it. <laughs> and I thought, if you're going to go to hell for thinking about doing it, then you might as well just go ahead and do it. And I did. And I didn't go to hell immediately. And I said, that sucker's been lying to me all along. <laughs> And from that day on, I never paid any attention to what the preacher said, to what anybody else said, to what God's ideas were, or anything else. From that day on, I did my thing whenever I wanted to do it, how I wanted to do it, and to hell with the rest of them. Now, when I got to AA, I was 38 years old. And from age 12 until 38, I paid no attention to spirituality or God or anything else. Now, all of a sudden, I get to AA, and I'm faced with this idea of having to have a vital spiritual experience. And it would seem to be an absolute impossible thing because of what I had been, the things I had done, and my old ideas. Thank God Bill Wilson was a real alcoholic because he understood exactly how I would feel. And he understood exactly how many of us would feel when we got to AA about spirituality. So I think he decided what I better do is write them another chapter, talk to them a little bit about spirituality, and maybe give them some new ideas about this God thing so that they go ahead and have the vital spiritual experience. And he wrote another chapter called We Agnostics. And this chapter he gave me the two things that I really needed in order to be able to continue with this program. You see, in just a little while, I'm going to have to make a decision regarding this God thing. And based on old ideas, it would be impossible for me to make that decision. Based on some new ideas in this chapter, maybe I'll be able to make the decision. In this chapter, he shows me the point at which to start the finding of that power. He also tells me where I'm going to find that power. And he also gives me some new ideas about what that power really is. And through this chapter, I was allowed to discard some old ideas, was allowed to pick up some new ideas, and was allowed to continue with the rest of the program. I never could have gone any further after chapter 3 if he had not put this chapter, We Agnostics, in the big book, one of the greatest pieces of spiritual information I've ever read for me. He just told us that, his, that our defense must come from a higher power. And remember that Ebby brought Bill a solution. And Bill didn't like the solution. He was aghast, he said. But he began to look into this thing. He began to think about the past. He was somewhere between steps one and two, and he began to wonder about these things. And that's what the chapter agnostic is here for, to make me want to wonder about these things, to give me an open mind and to wonder about these things. There's a priest and a good priest out in San Diego. His name is Father Phil, Bill Wilson, Father Bill W., tremendous guy. And he went to the school at the University of Rome at the age of 15. And he was there for 30 years, and he studied. And you know that during that time that he had gotten three doctorates during those 30 years of study. 
and you know that he read an awful lot of spiritual information during that time. He had to, just like they do here. And Father Bill told me and told Charlie, he said, the, the chapter to the agnostics is the best piece of spiritual information that he had ever read. That's quite a statement coming from a man of his caliber. And I've always loved the chapter agnostic because it has changed my life. And he said, this chapter is not here to prove to me that there's a God. This chapter is not here to prove to me about anything. This chapter is here to open up my mind so that God might prove to me that there's a God. This is not a religious program. AA, as such, is not a cult. It's not a wild, theoretical, stream-of-consciousness, stare-at-your-belly-button type of program. It's just about change. It's about rediscovering parts of yourself that may have been lost, broken, or left by the side of the road on our journey of drinking. I've heard many people to say that they're broken Catholics, lapsed Catholics. Uh, I'm not Catholic. I'm Episcopalian, which is kind of Catholic. I've heard Joe and Charlie talk about Southern Baptists. We all bring religious baggage to the program. I know for years that I lived on foxhole prayers and anger at my God when he didn't do what I needed the minute I needed it to save me from some jackpot I'd gotten into. That is not how this program works. That's not how God works. He, she, it, they, whatever, does not listen to me. I need to listen to him. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did. If you'd like just the raw Joe and Charlie portion of the podcast, that is available on our Patreon site. The link to that is available on our website or in the pinned comment. Until next week, this is the Big Book Living Alive, Joe and Charlie Podcast.